No matter what lens you use, no matter what speed the film, no matter how you develop it, no matter how you print it, you cannot say more than you can see. You can tell a good ruined lens right from the get-go. That's the kind of lens I'm looking for. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. Welcome to episode 130 for the middle of January. January? Yeah, middle of January. So uh, I'm getting right into it. Uh, I got uh, Ward with me today. We're going to talk, so I'm not uh, just talking by myself. Hey, Ward. Hey there. How you doing? Ward Rawson. Thank you for thank you for being the other voice in my head tonight. <laughs> other voice. <laughs> You've only got one more? That's good. <laughs> just tonight. I just have the one good. the one voice. Yeah. But uh, I figured I'm on a roll. I had Brian on the show last month. That was a great show, by the way. I really oh, enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed yeah. talking to Brian. He's I, he's um, a kindred spirit, even though I don't, uh, I don't, like, I don't, like, we're not close in terms of, like, close, close. Mm-hmm. When I talk to him, I feel close to him. So, thank yeah. you. And he's actually like seems to be working all the time with photography. Where, well, guys like me, we go out whenever we can go out, and uh, you know, sort of not really, uh, you know, produce work. But his stuff's pretty stunning. So Monday morning uh, photographers, we are exactly, right? yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's in a um, God. He's like he's like the young photographer and i'm not and we're not <laughs> you and me are the same age so yeah that's okay just, though i know we got, a, we got our own club it's all good yeah so we, we got it someone's got to fill our shoes for us uh i really i, I enjoy his work um mm-hmm. and uh, i can see the he puts a lot of work into his work and uh i admire that so and not nearly as much work as i put into i mean i'll put nearly as much work to my stuff Oh, as but, long as we can get our intention across, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the point. And yeah. uh, I, actually, you know, but while I have you on the line, <laughs> before we get into the subject, mm-hmm. um, what is it that you think? What do you think about the the new, like this new, well, Luminar AI and the and the Photoshop Sky replacement? Well, how is that? How is that sitting with you? That stuff, because um, that's coming down. The, that's that's here now. And it's like it's, and we're gonna yeah. see more of it. So. I, uh, it doesn't bother me. Um, uh, you know, we, I was just mentioning the word, the word intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Brian had mentioned about, you know, if you're doing, uh, some work for a client and they, you know, the sky is wrong, you need to change it. That's fine. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. And I think if the technology, uh, permits it, allows it, um, provides it, that it's something that we, you know, that people could, you know, artists could could definitely exploit um the only thing that would bother me about it if someone said uh you know this is my straight shot i'm you know i'm a photojournalist and this is what it looks like when it really wasn't um that's where i'd have kind of a moral issue with it but but that's um, been always always the case with photoshop and photoshop yeah in a sense when it came out was helping us solve some of the problems quote unquote that we had you know with the photography and we could fix it later and Mm -hmm. so this is 
you're saying it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of, well, it's definitely bigger and broader. Um, um, but it's a sort of a proof of new technology. I, you know, I just, it it doesn't bother me. It does, you know, it's not the way I work. Um, I I couldn't spend that much time. Well, I guess I haven't really played with it. I shouldn't say, Mm. um, but, um, you know, it might be interesting and fun to try it out, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass it off as, as a uh, work, I think I would qualify going, you know, sky replacement. <laughs> you know, I, would, <laughs> I would put a little modifier on the picture to say, this is not exactly what I saw. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot about this. No, no, that's something fine. that popped up. Yeah. No, I had thought about it, but you know, i just have a poor vocabulary. That's all. Yeah. I think, you know, what Brian had mentioned was that, you know, you know, some photographers would use it and re- use their own skies to replace and, and, uh, the, also that idea of um yeah like working for a client and like you gotta get the job done and it was a lousy day and you had to go and do that and all that kind of stuff makes sense but the, also that idea of like um like replacing your own sky it's like you're you're doing just composite work in a different way mm-hmm. and there's a lot of photographers who do great composite work you know who are creating their own elements in the picture and right. uh i mean we could probably rattle off a bunch of names right off the top i don't want to yeah. Into that, but but that becomes like that's his valid photography yeah. or valid art form, I should say. Are you, you know? doing uh, fantasy work or something like that? That'd be great for those guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know the the knight on the horse with the thing and the sun coming behind and, <laughs> and the starburst kind of thing. I think I think it'd uh, be a boon to to uh, artists like that. Yeah, I think the part of it is. I think the way both of those companies have, and I'm trying not to judge them, but both of those companies have been marketing it is like, um, not in that respect, like take your own skies and replace it. Like here, there's a bank of skies that you can, mm-hmm. you can dip into and, and use. And that's, I guess that's the part I'm having. I, I still have a little bit of an issue with, but you know, they've just opened the door. The genie's out of the bottle and this stuff yeah. is not going away. You so, know. I guess every person who uses it has to have their own reasons and whatever. But well, if it uh, makes yeah. you feel any better, I won't use it. <laughs> yes, I, I'm too I much into black and white in my little my little yeah. frame. I um, can go to sleep tonight with the okay, <laughs> good soundly. <laughs> um, but anyway, I I that, well, okay, thanks, cool. Um, I wanted to have you on. Uh, for a couple of reasons, but, uh, and we'll, we'll, we, this is sort of kind of, a, I don't want to say a two part show, but one part will dovetail nicely into the second part, I, okay. I hope. But, um, you know, uh, last minute kind of like, what do I want to talk about? And, and, uh, during this, um, eight months, what are we, eight months? I don't know, nine, nine months. months. Nine I, months I, into the, yeah. into the pandemic. And I'm, I apologize for mentioning it again, but, but it's, it's shaping our lives in some way, you know, and it's, and it's changing a bunch of things. And I, I, I'm sitting here at my desk and um, I'm looking at, I, I probably, I'm sure I mentioned this a half a dozen times already from my dispatches from Greenwood, but using the, uh, the um, pandemic as an opportunity to like uh, go out and like buy a, a ton, tons of lenses. <laughs> uh, so how many, how many lenses do well, you have? Okay. So, well, now these are the lenses that I got. I have a bunch of lenses. Uh, let me go back. I, you know, I have my Nikon system, so I have a my collection of lenses from my Nikon system, and, and maybe like a half dozen 
eight or nine lenses. And uh, I've been modifying, you know, uh, adapting them for my Fuji cameras, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I've by the trying- way, and so how is that going? You like that it's working for you, or not? Well, really? I've done a few things. Like, um, let's see. Yes and no. Uh, one of the things I've I've shot a lot with on my Fuji ad- ad- uh, with a Nikon lens adapted to it was a three hundred millimeter, three hundred millimeter f four. It's an old lens. It's built like a tank, right? It's not a very big lens. It's not like an f2.8, but it's an f4 and it's heavy. And I've been wanting that reach for my my um, my Fuji cameras. And Fuji doesn't really didn't really uh, have that uh, focal length. Uh, and not that right. I could afford to buy it anyway. They have a 200 millimeter. So yeah, that's yeah I really not it. affordable. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, although it's a beautiful lens. Yeah, yeah. and. <laughs> So I adapted it to, to the Fuji, and I was using mostly for sunrises because the lens, I don't have to move it around too much or carry it around too much. It's, a, it's fidgety uh, with the manual focus on it. But it was working out great. It, it was beautiful. And I've used adapters for, what else are the other lens? I have a 28 millimeter that I was using, uh, adapting and doing um, slide copying with it, you know, uh, and sometimes with a macro lens, I, I, I have a macro 60 millimeter Nikon. And, uh, but there's something that's just not, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the adapters, you know. So anyway, you know, here I am. If anybody's listening to you and knows me, you're coming up. I'm coming up with all sorts of rationalizations. Yeah. <laughs> As if I'm like, I got to have this because it's going to da 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 da, you know. So we've established that you have one system an old system nikon and you have eight or nine of those right so to me there's already a bit of a problem there but (laughs) wait there's more right (laughs) no no it's not a problem i mean when i was doing commercial work more commercial work oh right that's right you actually earned a living i didn't yeah yeah and most of those lenses i got were for my when i was shooting film so uh you know i have a nice 18 millimeter i have a 20 I have a 28 tilt shift lens. Uh, not That'd tilt shift. Cool. I have a PC lens, perspective okay. working lens. I have an 85 tilt shift. Uh, one of my favorite, actually, one of the lenses. Sorry, and it, 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 with apologies for people listening, I, I, I said I didn't say this was going to be an equipment show. <laughs> well, we'll get into. I'm going to move out of the. Well, I'm talking about the gear now, but we'll get into the the meat of it a little bit later. But uh, I, I was using a. Uh, an adapted 28 to 70, which is one of my favorite lenses on my Fuji for doing video, uh, which was working out, it was working out pretty well. It's actually really nice, but that's a heavy lens. And what else? Like a 17 to 55. It's like, a, you know, but this is like, I've been 30 years collecting these lenses. Yeah. So, uh, then when I got to the Fuji system, I just bought only a few lenses. Uh, I didn't really have that many. And, uh, I think at a certain point, people know and you know this i uh, started getting into some third party lenses i think my first one was that seven artisans 25 millimeter mm. which i fell in love with and i, I think there's a couple of years ago yeah, at this point it's a really good lens yeah well you know it was 80 bucks 70 bucks mm. <laughs> but yeah it, it's certain when i when i was growing up with nikon there weren't a lot of third party lens things you had tamron and uh sigma and right. those the quality was, you know, iffy, and I had always been like, for some reason, I gotta buy Nikon. I gotta buy Nikon, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then somehow switching over to Fuji and just seeing, 
you know, when third-party lenses start coming out and just the, the quality. And someone had posted the 25 millimeter uh, on a Facebook post or something like that. And I was like, wow. And then I looked it up and it was 70 bucks. And I bought it right then, you know, right then and there. And then from that was sort of the, you know, that was the gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I had a few other lenses, you know, and I, I like you, like, you know, buy them only on necessity. In fact, I had a couple, which I was like, eh, yeah, not so great. And kind of like I bought it and I was like, oh, this would be fun. And I got it and I was like, meh, yeah. not so good. But fast forward to March of 2020, right? Yeah. Pandemic kicks in. YouTube goes on. <laughs> Binge YouTube channels. Lenses start popping up. Because, yeah. Yeah. And so. Anyway, I didn't know if I got to the number of lenses. I no, you didn't. I'm waiting. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten lenses ten. averaged averaged um, one a month. Although I think a couple of months I got a couple of extras. And you know, proposing this topic to you, and I was thinking about why. Like, um, I wanted to talk about this and what was going on yeah. with this lens purchasing. It wasn't just, well, might have been a few things. You know, right. Not particularly happy. So spending money is, <clears throat> you know, way to solve that. Right. But not being able to shoot my regular street photography uh, in the, during this uh during this uh, lockdown and stuff like that. And so thinking about like other ways of shooting and I think the lenses are, were one of the things that sort of helped me, you know, decide to start exploring things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like a good yeah, excuse? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, creative choice, right? Um, um, I too have started to get into the, the, the seven artisans and I'm, I think they're great. I like going back to manual focus. The, just the experience of using them is different, right? And um, that's why. Uh, and, and the results are different. I mean, if I was going to shoot something that I thought, you know, had big stakes, like some of the street stuff that I do, I might leave the 23 or the 16 on and do that sort of thing. But when I kind of want to be just a little bit more what is it light or a little bit less serious mm -hmm. uh not that the not that the lenses can't produce really good work it's just that the the mode of using them is different and reminds me more of the film days when i was a kid and all of that kind of stuff and i like that manual focus uh experience where it has to be manual and it's not focused by wire you're actually turning and moving the elements you know um that's one thing I've really come to love about uh, about using these third-party lenses. Because there they're, are well, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. no, they're just they're just great. They're just a different experience. I think that's what what I'm coming to realize. I mean, I certainly ha I have stopped. Right, the the lens purchasing has stopped. I'm still watching videos about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, the last one I have to blame you for, which was yeah. Um, <laughs> Watch this video by this guy. What's let me see if I got his name on here. The the web the uh, YouTube channel Simon's Utac. Utac, yeah. Utac. I have no idea what that means. Utac, I think means brain or mind. 
Okay. It's a, it's a slang word, I think, a Slavic right. language thing. So you told me about this, and I watched this guy, and he was talking about this lens, the Helios 44-2, yeah. Russian lens, and I you know, watched that, and I think that was the last lens I bought just like on um, like December 28th or something <laughs> to squeeze yeah. it in for the end of the year. So I bought it on eBay for like 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, you had been shooting, like you have this wonderful series of photographs of chairs that you see that out on the street presumably headed for the trash uh that you take with the phone is that right yeah yeah i'm using the... and then you apply a creative filter that makes it look like you shot it with a helios lens is that right actually it's the app itself that is simulating the helios look okay, okay. Uh, the app is called focus and it's using the uh it's using the depth mapping and the the AI and the machine learning or whatever the hell else is stuffed into the iPhone uh, and its multiple lenses to create that um, you know that portrait mode look. But mm-hmm. I'm using it for the trees. Yeah, and it's getting me at least uh, for the uh, chairs and for my trees. Sorry, I was thinking mentioning my trees and greenwood. All the trees, that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's giving me that. It's it it. It's giving me a look that that uh, I resonate with, but yeah, it, it's it's simulating this lens. And I actually, I do have a Helios. I bought a Helios a couple of years ago, mainly because I liked the look of it when I saw it. But I think I bought the wrong one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so you, when you turned me on to this guy's videos, and I started watching him, and I was like, oh, and he was explaining, and I realized the, I went and picked out the lens, and I was like, oh, I don't have the one that is wanting that gives the look that I wanted. I was wondering if that's why I was not satisfied when I had that lens. And it was another old lens I bought for, you know, 70 bucks on eBay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, December 28th or something like that, I'm scouring eBay and I find one with a, with a Fuji adapter and I, and I buy it and made in the USSR. It says, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a Beatles song. (laughs) So this is the last one I got. Actually, I haven't I haven't really shot with it yet, but that sort of uh, actually I'll just go through the list here. And I'm this is not a show off, but this is just like no, no. I want to hear because this is cool. Well, the first one I'm I'm going to go for here, and I think it's because I got it this year was a, a pinhole uh, camera. Uh, sorry, pinhole lens uh, trio. I bought, um, and it was on a Kickstarter. What's the name of the company here? Uh, thingify, thingify, and it's a you know pinhole lens. There's I've got three of them. One is actually a pinhole zoom lens. Okay. Goes from eight, eighteen to thirty six, right? So I got that. Uh, this is not necessarily the order that I bought them. And I bought a Fuji. Uh, what is this? Fuji six uh, thirty five millimeter, Fuji sixteen millimeter, the Helios forty four two. Dash two, uh, a Viltrox. Um, what is this one? It's Twenty-three millimeter autofocus, and it's a Viltrox. Uh, shucks, fifty-six millimeter autofocus. The Lens Baby. What is this one? Lens Baby Burnside thirty-five. Uh, oh my God! This one's a tank. The Seven Artisans. 60 millimeter macro right 
Um, That's a funny lens, that one. It is a very funny lens. I'll describe it in a minute. And uh, what is this one? Seven Artisans 35mm f0.95. And then finally, the the killer, the Fuji uh, 100 to 400 millimeter. And that's, that's for it. your your birding in uh, in it's, Greenview. It's for something, and I don't know what. So <laughs> <laughs> birding. Um, and yeah, so you know, my uh, I have um, I first thing to admit is I have a problem. Right? Yeah, that's that's a lot of lenses. But I, I mean, you did to... find use cases for all of them. I mean, you had said before that there was, you know, you'd get one and you'd try it out and you went, mm, yeah, maybe this one's not working out the way I'd hoped. Yeah. Um, but you, sure. you, have you exercised each of those, like to the extent where you know for sure that you've got the effect that you wanted or that you thought before you bought it? The, the, some of them are still in, you know, some of them are still, the jury's still out on a couple of them. Um, couple few of them uh you know and uh, you know having spent the time watching people you know play with them on youtube and do stuff like that and it's like thinking how can i use it for myself and how can i expand that that voice that i want um especially because i'm not doing my street shoots i'm not going out and photographing people as much so i'm trying to come up with something new uh and i think this covers it you know and and you know i when i go out with the camera, and you know, you probably do this too. It's like I'm not going out with two or three lenses. No, attached. I'm just deciding that this is this lens is the one I'm gonna, you know, sing with today, and and that's it. So it's not like I want to carry all this crap with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it was a pro you know it's a problem. I think <laughs> I don't know if it's a problem. Um, what is it with you with lenses? What 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 you were well well some things i mean you know i i was let go from my job uh, last fall or actually fall 2019 and you know i've been had you know one job here or there or whatever so i had i had purchased already the um tried this time uh to do stuff so i got the even before um, I was uh, unemployed, I got the Seminar Designs fisheye lens, which it's, it's, I never having owned a full frame fisheye before, um, I found it hilarious to walk around and the distortion <laughs> and making sure my, sh my feet don't appear in the frame. Just, you know, as, as a normal, you know, shooting on the street, I'm like, what the, what is that? Oh, it's my finger out going out the side of the camera. Like, <laughs> So, and I was actually, yeah, still now I actually am laughing when I'm using it because it's so, it's, it's hilarious. I, I haven't really got anything truly interesting to come out of it, but it's, that's coming. I promise I'm going to take it out on tomorrow or this weekend or sometime the weather settles down here. It's been, it was sunny today. I should have gone out today and maybe go to downtown, downtown Calgary here and take some pictures of the buildings distorted by the fisheye. So I had that. I have a 12 millimeter 2.8 uh, seven R designs, which is an almost rectilinear lens. It takes very little correction mm -hmm. in post. Um, I really like that lens, um, and so I, uh, you know, I just got this interest in these these affordable lenses. So I thought, well, I've got 
you know, maybe I could do something with these uh, with these seven artisans. And so kind of on a whim, I just pinged the supplier. And I said, oh, yeah, no, we can, you know, here's here's our wholesale pricing. Why don't you just become a dealer for us? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, sure. I'll, I thought about it for a couple of days, and I thought, you know, why not? So... So I set up. I, I've set up my little lemonade stand with lenses on it. It probably looks like your desk with all the lenses out in front. And and uh, so that was just this little enterprise thing that I set up. I don't know November, October, or November last fall, and um, I'm having a blast doing it. It's it's been uh, it's been an interesting little little thing to do. Um. So yeah, so that's what that's what's going on with that, and I I haven't, you know, I I made a point of instead of doing this dropship thing that you know, all the people want you to do on the internet, I have some inventory here and I ship from here, so it's you know it's shipped from, you know, shipped from here, so I know for sure that the quality of the what I'm sending is fine and all that kind of stuff. And for the business person, I want to be able to guarantee that. Um, but so I, I think it's a good mix of what little internet, um, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, my background is working on the internet. So there's an internet component to it. There's photography component to it. Um, it's just a, it's a fun thing to do. So are you trying out any of the inventory? No. I, and while I did, uh, um, that's not true. I did, uh, what's on all oh, the 55, there's a 55 millimeter. F one point four. So, okay. That I that I tried because I think it's the best engineered of all the seven artisans lenses. Right. Well, as long as before we hold the thought about your your venture for a minute, I want to talk okay. about the actual lenses themselves and and what they're doing here. Uh, the thing I wanted to to ask you or sort of mention and talking about, you know, I have this online digital photography class I teach once yeah. a month, twice a yeah. month. And, um, you know, it's only three hours, right? And I got to go through a lot of stuff fast, you know, and mostly we're talking about, you know, exposure and blah, 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 trying to get people, you know, 40 years worth of photography experience crammed into three hours, right? Yeah. Uh, but I leave at the end, you know, um, ex you know, talking about accessories and stuff like that to, to get for your camera. And I, I'm trying to spend a little bit more time about lenses, talking about lenses, Right. Because, right, uh, think of a new photographer, they're buying the camera and they're getting a kit lens, whatever it is, most likely. Um, and, you know, whatever, the 18 to 55 or whatever it is. And it's usually not a very good lens for whatever camera they have. Unless you're the Fuji and the 18 to 55 is really nice. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I know what you mean now. And so I, what, I'm, what I get stuck with a little bit is trying to not convince them that they should start thinking about more lenses. Um, because, I, I, you know, part of me is like, I don't want, you know, you don't have to go out and buy, you could do whatever you want, right, with your kit lens. You can make great photography with your kit lens. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to explain or trying to relay my experiences with having multiple different kinds of lenses, um, you know, and what they do for me, right? I mean, of course, I could take, you know, an iPhone or a point-and-shoot camera and make great photography, whatever kind of lens I got on it. But that being said, I, I try to 
open their minds up to this idea of like, okay, well, you know, um, once you sort of get tired, and I'm not sure how you get tired of the lens that you have on you, you might start to think about these other things. And so I want to ask your opinion about that. Is there something for me to say to people who are, and some of them might be listening to this show, you know, if, you, if you're having a camera and you got this lens and you say, well, why do I need to buy something new? Like how, how do you cross that, that threshold to say like, okay, I know I need to move from, from this lens that's like I've hit my limits right with this and and move on to something else now sorry before you answer that before you get into that you know for um, say like me you know when I was a commercial photographer I realized I needed to do like you know you're going to shoot interiors and you know uh, an interior space and you needed a very wide angle lens like an 18 millimeter or something like that and so I knew I needed to have that maybe I would rent it and then I bought it because I would be using it enough time so I I have that, like, or I, you know, I'm going to be shooting sports or airplanes, and I need this, you know, 500 millimeter, you know. So, but today, people don't necessarily, you know, they're not doing photography for jobs, right? They're they're taking their cameras out. They want to take better pictures. They don't necessarily know that they need, you know, they should get an 18 millimeter. Something. So, what what do you think? Maybe I don't know. Asking your advice about how to approach it with them, or what what do you think that threshold is? I mean, what what kind of advice would you give to okay. somebody who doesn't know that they that there's this whole world of 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 lenses that they can explore? It's kind of a long way. I don't know if I'm making a yeah, no, you're making sense. Here, so I'll go back a little bit to when I switched to the Fuji system. First, I had uh, I got a little X20, which I think you have one too, right? Oh, yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. amazing, yeah. fun little camera. Gifted it to my uh, my son, who's doing amazing, crazy kind of dark early 20s, you know, it's whatever. Really? He's doing his thing uh, with it now. And then I got the XE3 body. When I got the XE3, I didn't buy with a kit lens. I, well, I bought it with the lens. I bought it with the 23. Mm-hmm. So the, just the 23 mm-hmm. millimeter, not the zoom. Uh, part of it was to save a little bit of money. And part of it was I didn't want to... There was a laziness aspect because I am lazy. And if I'm just going to stand in the same place in the street, oh, I want to be a little closer, I will just zoom in. That Mm -hmm. that, that creatively doesn't do anything for me. I think there's a real value in the constraints of things. Learn how to see with a 23. Learn how to see with a 50. Learn how to see with a 16. They're all vastly different things. And like you, you had said before, you go out with only one lens on the camera. Today it'll be, or tomorrow it'll be the seven and a half millimeter. Um, I have a thirty-five. That's that's another one. The seven artisans thirty-five one two. It's a crazy, crazy lens, uh, um, but it's it's the equivalent of like a fifty millimeter in full frame. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you you have to learn how to see and with those lenses, and having the constraint of just having the one lens forces you to uh, create a different. Um, a different, um, how do I want to put, a different spin or a different type of perception on what you're doing. Like you can't get the whole scene in. Okay, well, if I can't get the whole scene in because I have this wide angle, what can I get in? Oh, if I'm taking pictures of people, I don't have to be so far away. And that's going to force me to be, if I have the 16 or I have, um, you know, even the 23, I'm going to have to get a little closer to people if I want them to fill the frame. 
Um, so there's the, all those aspects creatively that it kind of forces you to go down. Now there are certainly lenses that you'll like more than others. And like in a, in our creative lives, there are changes that, or, or what is it? Uh, preferences on how to mm-hmm. work that differ from one season to the next one year to the next, you know, I really liked working with that longer lens. And now, you know, this summer, I think I'm going to go work a little wider, get a little closer. Um, that sort of thing. It's just, I, I think it, it has to do with constraints, the creativity that comes from you constraining yourself on what you're doing. If you have a Zoom, you don't, you tend not to, to do that. Yeah, the, and that is for sure true. Uh, and with like, when I say people who are just getting into photography for the first time, right, yeah. or have this thing, there, I think this misconception that like, they don't really think about the lens. They think about the camera body, right? Mm-hmm. I, or maybe they think about the whole package, but like, how am I going to make better pictures? How am I going to make better pictures? Right. Buy a new camera, buy a new camera. And the tricky thing is to say, well, no, you don't necessarily need to buy a new camera. You can buy a new lens, mm-hmm. right? If your camera takes an interchangeable lens, you can buy a new lens. But it, how to convince them? See, you, you knew this stuff already. You've been doing photography for a long time. I've been doing photography for a long time, but how do you how do you take somebody who's new and and say, look, it, you know, this is actually a good thing for creativity. Like, spend yeah. some money on a lens, buy a, buy a lens, um, try it out, see what happens. Buy you know, get rid, take that zoom lens off. I mean, I re- my 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 desire is to tell them throw that lens out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with your camera and go and buy you know a thirty five millimeter lens or a or an 85 millimeter lens or whatever and stick that on your camera. Yeah. But, but how do you, can how do you like, what advice would you give telling them? <laughs> I remember a seminar, there was some seminar somewhere. I taught uh, very briefly, I taught uh, photography for the, the city uh, parks and recreation department here just for two, two years, maybe just one year. It was a six week program, two hours, uh, two hours, uh, over six weeks, two hours a week over six weeks. And um, around when I was researching material to do that course, um, I read somewhere that one guy had talked about Zooms um, and one exercise to try um, was to get the students to pick one end of the Zoom, the near end or the far end, and say, for this walk, this photo walk, or this assignment, you can only use, you can mm. only be at this end of the lens or the other end of the lens. And no cheating. And um, <laughs> and see, okay. you know, okay. forces you to think. Then there's not an, you know, maybe you're convincing folks that maybe they don't have to buy a lens now because all they have to do is, you know, turn it back to 16 millimeters and not bother. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it's just a way to force you to walk, to force you to get closer, force you to get further away, force you to think you know, you know, to not be lazy about it. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. That's interesting. Off the top of my head, tell them to gaff tape the the zoom in one direction or the other, so that yeah. they wouldn't have even the tendency to to do that. They're sort of locked in place. Yeah, that's that. That's the only thing that would. I mean, if I'm trying to convince them, then I what? Then I could earnestly sit down with them. I guess it's like, you've got to believe me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm and not I, that convincing. <laughs> but, but you know, I just start I laughing if I act Also, like I don't that. know if I'm trying to doing a disservice because, 
No, of I think course. it's a worthy exercise. Like you talk about, you know, you talk about constraints, right? And I did that in my little course too. You, mm. What is it that what's, you know, you're going out, you're traveling somewhere and, you know, you're hoping for this beautiful day. You get off the boat, you have four hours at this, wherever you are, and it's rainy and miserable. And now what are you going to do? Ah, mm. uh, there's a constraint, you know. Go into the cathedral and take pictures of the inside, you know. Shoot out, you know, from the vehicle that you're in. You know, all these different things. You you learn to retool your expectations instead of just being bummed because this, the weather wasn't good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I love that whole idea of constraints. I mean, if you go through my, my Instagram, like, I don't shoot much. I mean, I shoot. I definitely have biases and stuff, but... I'm like, if I'm in this situation, I'm going to try and shoot with what I have in front of me here. And there's no, there's no real rhyme or reason to my subject matter. It's just whatever is going on in the stream of consciousness. And I'm not, I guess I am kind of bragging a little bit, but I have a real comfort in, in my, my wanting to go out and shoot in different circumstances that, um, uh, it's just aspects of my life and everything mm-hmm. is constrained and it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to shoot this because, you know, the lights aren't on or whatever. It's interesting that you say the, the, there's a constraint because, and I agree with you, but I'm not, but, and you know, I have the, you know, X 100 F, right. Which has yeah. got a 23 on it. And, and you know, it's constrained because you can't switch the lens and for some reason, I find it uh, freedom. Yeah, this is the, you don't you know, have to a, worry about it. It's yeah. yeah, it's the the freedom of it. The tyranny is the is the zoom lens <laughs> in some way, and there's freedom with the uh, you know the constraint, which I thought that's actually very interesting. To, yeah, I mean, that's just my experience. I mean, I, you know, some people yeah. I think you know people who are just getting involved in photography for the first time can find it. <clears throat> excuse me maybe a little frustrating and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, maybe they don't know that they can use their legs to move yeah. or, or move back or, or get down on the floor or something like that to, to, um, uh, well, they're get, dying to buy that 100 or 400 cause they think that's going <laughs> to solve the problem. That's only to make them look like a professional. <laughs> share your, share your regret in buying it. And then maybe that'll help them change their mind. Oh God. I, you know, it's funny that the, the, uh, of all the lenses that I've got sitting in front of me, the one that's been stuck on the camera for the longest is that, is that, um, seven artisans, uh, uh, F, uh, nine five. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's the closest I've seen to getting, you know, uh, the shallowest depth of field on a, on a, you know, a small, smaller mid range, mid size sensor that, they, yeah. that we have in the Fujis. And in a way, I would, in a sense, prefer to do that than use my phone for certain shots. Um, just it's, a, it's still a kind of a bias in a way. But that thing has been on the camera all the time now. I'm looking at it like if I had to go and say, well, if I had to grab one lens and run out right now. Oh, that it, would be the one. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Probably the one that's 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 in there. And if I could stick the Seven Artisans 25 in my pocket as well, I might do that too. Yeah. But nobody's looking, but yeah, you know, like the, um, the idea of, uh, the, the freedom, the idea of, um, uh, sort of the 
part the uh, partnership that you have with a lens, like um, uh, I don't know say this, that uh, you share a vision, right? Right. You know, and and you may not know that until you actually are using the lens, like. Mm. But that's what I'm saying with some people who are, who are stuck with the kit lenses. They don't know what they're missing in nope, a sense. that's true. You know, like even if you had like an 18 to 55 on that, you don't know what a fisheye lens looks like because you don't have that. That's not part of your zoom, you know, your uh, your range on your on your kit lens. Or and you don't have a macro abilities, you know. Yeah, and with this distortion, it's so, it's, well, it could be off-putting or in my mind, hilarious. Um, it's like, what is it? what can I do with this? Right. And for me, that's a question I would ask, like, you know, what can I do in order to create something creative and not, what can I do? Like, this is too hard, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, you got to, some lenses like a fisheye, you got to work at it. Um, yeah. And that is part of, that's part of the joy of the hobby as far as I'm convinced. That's interesting because that's like making, you know, making a relationship with somebody. It's like, you may not, like yeah. them but if you work with them long enough you might end up liking them. and then you know the properties of it so when you are in like a uh, like a classroom situation you know you see somebody struggling and say okay here's what you can do here's what you can't do mm -hmm. um and and you can offer some comfort if you you know what the you know what the inherent limitations are of a certain kind of lens yeah, and you know, I found that uh, well, you know, each month buying a new lens <clears throat> and seeing if it would spark something in me uh, was actually an interesting experiment. Let's let's put it down to that right now. Uh, I mean, the other thing I'll just add to this is that you know, my I have an intention of using some of these for video, so there is there is that aspect of it. But we're not we're not talking video here, but. I mean, there's a lot of, there's some advantages for some of these lenses that I got in front of me for doing video, um, which opens up a whole different creative thing that I want to do. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, um, this lens baby I got cause it was on sale. Uh, they had a sale in the middle of the year and I was like, Ooh. And of course I looked at the, the samples that they were showing and I kind of liked it. And then when I got it I started wandering around with it nothing was working with this lens. I couldn't, I could not find anything, at least for the, the couple days that I went out with it, I could not find anything. I, I, I wasn't sharing a vision with this lens. Um, so it's pretty much been sitting, you know, on my shelf uh, for the, the, dur the duration so far. But um, these two Viltrox lenses that came out, I've been, I've been using a lot of those. The 100 to 400, which I've been talking about and shooting birds with, and yeah. just yesterday, what was it? Yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday. Came back from my walk, and there was a hawk sitting on my roof, and I was able to come back upstairs, <laughs> grab the lens, <laughs> come back down, yeah, and got these shots of this hawk on my roof while I was getting attacked by crows. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's not a, you know, that's not my, I'm not known for that kind of photography. And I'm not even sure about it. Like, you know, I just wanted to capture this yeah. scene that was going on. So this one has got the least amount of um, utility so far. I mean, it's it's great for grabbing the shots that I've been grabbing, but um, I'm not making money with it. Uh, 
No, but that's that's part of it's like these fish eyes, you know. Um, the, uh, just on my main kit, if you want to call it that, the 16 millimeter. I got the 16 millimeter one uh, 1.4, the Fuji. Now that's the, and that's the most expensive lens that I own for right now. Um, it's the lens I use the least, but the one that I feel the best about when I do use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know it's a wonderful lens. So the, I, there's no there's no we 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 buy equipment for different reasons in different contexts, and I think that's all cool. You do why? Yeah. Well, because you, 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 again, it goes back to intention. You get to, you have this idea, you know, the limitations of this, of, in this case, the 16. So I will go out and with the 16 and create something and have it be what my intention is. And I'm, you know, I'm satisfied as an artist that I did something that I could do with this lens. Cause I know what it is, even though I use it the least. you um, store your images in Lightroom? Yeah, it's in Lightroom. You know, I mean, I guess with some of these third-party lenses, you can't tell what lens you're using on the uh, Fuji camera, but do you ever do a search? No, but I do do set, make a point of setting the focal length. Oh, right. Because if it comes in as F0 or whatever with, and it's a 35, then I know it's... uh, Yeah, I I haven't done that. But but even with the lenses that do record the metadata, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can search all your... Um, images and yeah. see what lens you use the most. Have you done that? No, but I could tell you what lens I use the most. It would be the 23. Oh, that would show up the far. most. In, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The 23, just because I had it the longest. Uh, and more recently, like since since I got involved in the Seven Artisans thing, uh, it's the 35 millimeter 1.2 that I use on my black bodied XE2. It's like a, it's so cute. It's like a little tiny Leica, <laughs> sort of like uh, I don't know. It's even a little bit smaller, I think, than the like SL two. I know not the SL two, CL. Mm-hmm. You know, it's little. It's this little package. Um, so that's the one because it's like a fifty, and and I hadn't owned I hadn't owned a thirty five millimeter Fuji, so this is the first thirty five millimeter lens that I've had on, on this system. So how does it? How does it? jive with your your vision like your eyes like well mostly just the magnification for right now okay. so it is it is like looking through a 50 millimeter lens on a full frame camera so it's a kind and of how, well how is that with your eyes i mean like how why is why is 50 that your thing uh, because you're... it was the first lens that i would have had on my first on my dad's old camera when i first started in photography and then mm-hmm. my k1000 that i got when i was 13 they had the 50, had the 50 F2 on it. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I started. And so there was this whole kind of understanding the distances and proportion and and um, I guess depth of field, although that came later. Um, so putting this 35 on this Fuji was 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 kind of liberating in that there's a gap there was a gap in my uh, skill set because I had the 16 and I have the the 16, the 23, and the 50. So there's nothing between 23 and 50. Hmm. 
So the 35, even though it's a manual lens, it's it, it's definitely been a novelty to use, both because of the results it produces and the perspective that it's giving me. Um, I did shoot some stuff downtown in Calgary um, a month or so ago that I got some really pleasing work out of. And um, uh, just before it closed, because of the, because all museums were closed, I visited the, we have the National Music Center here mm -hmm. in Calgary, downtown. And uh, so I walked around in there with a friend and we took uh, some amazing pictures of the, the architecture that's inside that. And that was with the 35. And I'm so glad now that I had it because it was just the right, the frame was just in the right place to capture right. some mm -hmm. of the details of the interior. Can we show them in the show notes? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Right, oh, cool. you, yeah you know, as you're talking, I was thinking that you and me are of a certain age, right? And you talked about the K1000, the Pentax K1000, which was yeah. the next model after the one I had, which was the Pentax Spotmatic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't remember the K1000. Did it have a bayonet mount or was it a screw mount? It was a bayonet mount. It, it was, was bayonet the M mount. mount. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the one I had was a screw mount. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway... We both sort of grew up, you know, um, uh, with the 50 millimeter lens on a full frame film camera. Yeah. And so that became our sort of default, like, yeah, I've been trying to find a lens. I, I love that viewpoint as well. But think of people now who are in photography, who are their, um, perhaps their first and only camera right now is their phone, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe later they get, you know, a DSLR or something like that. But what is the – think about the lens that they're used to now. Like, well, it would be the phone would be right. well, like the 35-millimeter like lens. Yeah. yeah, They're getting a very, very wide-angle lens yeah. to start with. And, mm -hmm. and something that doesn't um, – uh, just without thinking about the portrait mode or something like that, that doesn't have a lot of – that doesn't have a, the ability to do shallow depth of field. It's all very deep depth of field, right? So that's the, that's, you know, someone growing up today in photography, the first thing they have is their phone and they're shooting with that. That's what they're doing. That's their, our, their equivalent of our 50 millimeter lens. Yeah. So it's interesting to think that, you know, you know if I talk to someone about a 50 millimeter lens or, or, or something like that, they, and if I showed it to them, they, they'd probably be maybe not as comfortable with that or it wouldn't jive with their vision of photography because and it's funny because some of the materials that i read they because a 50 millimeter lens uh mild telephoto when we were kids like that was not considered a mild no, telephoto no. that was standard <laughs> that or was standard normal. i couldn't wait to, i couldn't wait when i until i got my what was it a 135 millimeter lens and i was like wow yeah 135 millimeter lens you know yeah. but um yeah, so you know, come back in in you know in a few years and wondering what uh, like what people are going to be considering a standard lens uh, in the future uh, or even now when they're when they're buying cameras. So they get this camera with a kit lens, right? Um, that is probably closer to what they're used to with their phones. Yeah, right. With the maybe the ability to pinch and zoom, but with like a mild zoom on it. An 18 to 55 or uh, 24 to 70 or whatever whatever the kit lens is on the on the larger full-frame cameras um, that's probably what they're used to you know so you know convincing somebody to say hey like try you know take that lens off and try just sticking a um, a prime lens on and, and constraining yourself to that 
I mean, I'm not saying it's an uphill battle, but it's um, it's interesting to to think about. Uh, well, maybe you can't convince you, know, you can't convince them in a single three hour class. It's just you leave that little nugget of information, and if they really are serious, then it will resonate, and they'll try it. I mean, yeah. I I tend to think people, you know, what is it? It's very concrete, like solve my problem for me, right? <laughs> when you're in, right, right. In yeah. those classes, and that's yeah. like, no, 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 no. The answers are all in you, and so, you know, you here's here's an idea. This constraint of this single focal length and learning how to use the camera with that, and then you show off your X100F, and then people are like, <laughs> what? It doesn't have a zoom, and then you can say, you know, here, this is cool. This is. You know, for all the reasons that you know you stated before, and just seeing the passion and what you're saying and the way you're presenting it, and the pictures that you take, and people looking at the pictures you take with it, if the if their whole point is to you know take better pictures, I think uh, I think after after we're done, I'm gonna I'm gonna retool my uh, my class a little bit. And I'm serious. I think um, uh, showing uh, if I can get one of these kit lenses and showing like you know gaff taping the uh, the, the focal length to one direction or the other yeah. um, would be an interesting thing to tell them to do uh, as a as a like go away and do this uh, when you're done with the class. Mm -hmm. But also showing um, another thing is probably showing a gallery I did in in Jamaica when I just when I went to Jamaica and I just brought my um, X100T with me, which would have been unusual. And I might have mentioned this to you before or something like that, but like. If I'm going someplace to a new place, I like tend to like load up on the lenses, right? Yeah. And you know, going to this place for the first time and deciding, well, I'm just going to try with this one camera and see what happens. And a how liberate, liberating it was. And but when you look at the gallery of stuff, and I'm not tuning my own horn or something like that, but it it look you know it doesn't look like it was all shot with one camera. No. Uh, it's just something about it the way it, the way the subjects are presented. And she, maybe maybe showing that to them as well to see, you know, like this is what you can end up with if you're find yourself trying to constrain yourself, try to try to practice with that. Because that's what we were doing when we were growing up. I mean, only had the 50 millimeters. Yeah, you only had the 50 millimeters. That's all I had, yeah. That's all you had, you know? And and you, you muscled through it. And of course when you were what was your first telephoto lens that you got? First telephoto lens was 135 millimeter was SMC right? tackle bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was my first long lens. It was too long. Um Oh, but really? it was cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, it was um, It was something I could afford. I couldn't afford the SMC Pentax ones, the ones that were, mm -hmm. this was uh, kind of a lesser, and I really didn't like that lens. Um, I replaced it with a, with like a 70 to 210 or something, a third party uh, Tokina or something yeah. after that. Yeah. Uh, I never really got comfortable with that 135. It was hard to focus. Um because of the maximum aperture wasn't quite what, um, what you know, in the situations where I usually worked, yeah, um, yeah. it was it was not uh, it was not optimal for me. I learned. I mean, I did learn a lot. I did get a few pictures out of it, but, yeah. but I think it was for me, not. I always wanted to see farther away, like like having uh, one thirty five, and eventually I bought a mirror five hundred. From like, oh. some third party lens, which yeah. you know had all the little donut shapes yeah. in the in the out of donut focus parts, uh, which I hated. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and actually, I ended up returning the lens because I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't stand it. Right. Um, but I always wanted to see farther. Like I wanted things to come closer to me. And I, I, I never bought a wide-angle lens uh, until I got into my Nikon system. And I think, I think the first lens I had with, I think the first lens I got with that was a twenty-eight. Yeah. I think that's what I bought my Nikon with, and that was. That was like the first time I was like, I, I, I think I had an, I was an abhorrence to, to wide angles when, with my uh, Pentax system. Like I just didn't want to ever, wide angles like, ugh. Mm. Um, and then when I got uh, my 28 on my, my Nikon, I was like, okay, you know, that's, this is nice. Yeah. Like suddenly I can see more things. So it took a long time for me to, to, to start to see things in different focal lengths, you know. And then, of course, when trying to do jobs with it, it was just a matter of utility, right? I needed, yeah. you know, a wide-angle rectilinear lens to, to shoot the interior of, you know, a mansion or something like that. Right. Uh, or, you know, like I said, the telephoto for shooting stuff far away where I couldn't get close to. Um, so there was just the, tw the – and I think at a certain point for me, this, this is not for every photographer, but for me, the, the lenses were more tools – uh, for doing these jobs, right? And I didn't necessarily have sort of a uh, um, affinity, a an affinity to a certain focal length like I do now. Now, yeah, yeah. that's true. Same thing with me. Really? Although you you worked probably well, you definitely worked more than I did. Um, I did have a twenty eight fairly early on, and I did weddings with it. Just or group or family reunion stuff. You're in a building and yeah, yeah. you know your flash is gonna make it, but it's you're close. You're too close to the group, and they're up against the wall. And the 28 was I was a godsend. I was so glad I had that. Hmm. Uh, I had the 28 to 50, uh, 85, and then the one third, and then the zoom. Um, that was my bag in those days. Um, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, the the 28 was, and I get what you're saying about it being a tool because. That's what it was for me because being not really much of a landscape photographer, I didn't really know what I wanted when I had the 28 and I was outside. Um, everything just seemed so far away. I didn't bother. Mm -hmm. um, I tried to shoot sunsets and I just, I'm not a sunset guy. I'm not a <laughs> sunrise guy. I mean, I took a few and some of them were pretty, some of the pictures are pretty good, but it was just mostly for those, the most I think of it as, the 28 that I had was for taking pictures of groups because I could fit everybody in. Yeah, yeah. It's a tighter space. You know, as we're, t as we're talking and thinking about, um, like, w what lens did I really sort of jive with at a certain point? And on my Nikon system, there was a 180 millimeter, which was one of the nicest lenses. Um, I, I missed that lens. Like, if I... <laughs> So, if there's a lens I miss from my old system that I I don't know I shouldn't have sold, mm. it was that 180 millimeter lens, and I really that's a on a film camera that's a you know short of 200 millimeter, um, yeah. so it's a it's got a bit of a reach but not a lot not yeah. a lot of reach, and it was just first of all it looked really really nice on my my Nikon F3 it just. It was yeah. aesthetically beautiful. It fit nicely in my hands, but I would shoot vertically with it all the time. And I'm thinking about it now, like that, I might not be exactly the right memory here, but I have a feeling that that was the lens where I actually started saying, this is my eye. This is what yeah. I'm, this is how I'm seeing. But up until that point, 
when I, I don't know if I had other lenses before that, I think no other lens really doesn't sing to me. And not like the ones that are in front of me now. So was like this the, the old, like, manual focus lens, the 2.8? Yeah, 8 manual or? 180. It was, it's a, it was one of Nikon's sharpest lenses. Uh, not that I... Not that it really mattered that much with film because most lenses were pretty sharp. Yeah. Because uh, of the the resolution, the film was less, so you could get away with a lot more. But um, yeah, it was a manual focus. I eventually bought an autofocus one, and I I sold that one. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that you know, as I'm sitting in front of this this sort of you know parade of lenses in front of me, like the ones I'm looking at, even even. You know, the lens baby, the one I said I didn't use a lot, or the pinhole one. There's a different feeling with this stuff now. Right. Maybe it's just because of where I'm in my, you know, life as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's certainly less of tools, although I said I would use them, I'd be using them for video, and those are more for jobs. Yeah. Um, but uh, like that 20, the, you know the twenty-five seven artisans I was telling you about. I like when I first saw that pictures from that. Like it, it was saying Antonio. <laughs> and it's funny because the twenty-three. It's so close to the Fuji twenty-three. Why would you? Why would you? You know, work with um, uh, with a twenty-five third-party lens. And it because just even even if you know this, and you know that maybe you know this, or well, we'll say for the audience, like even the same focal length from different manufacturers, the the cam the lenses have different characteristics. Right. Yeah. So you can have a 16 millimeter from Fuji and you can have a 16 millimeter from seven artisans. They don't have it, but you know, yeah. they had one, they, they would be a totally, they'd be two totally different lenses. They would say different things. They would show you the same field of view more or less, but their characteristics would be so different. Things like contrast, like color vignetting. I mean, it's endless the amount of little things and maybe the more flaws the better you know in some sense for for some things that's what i was saying before about creative choice right yeah yeah um you know buying like uh this last lens this helios um i would have never thought in a million years when i might when i was shooting with my nikons to buy lenses off of like used lenses off of ebay Mm -hmm. that was not the thing i would be doing and now it's like thinking wow you know if it if it if it works with my vision, you know, and if it's 80 bucks, I'm definitely going to buy it, you know, yeah. or I'm at least going to give it a, give it a shot and see how we, um, what kind of relationship we can have together, the, the lens and me. Um, and you know, will it, I, you know, for me, I, I found it like it almost like as an experiment. Let me see what each one does. Let me see, does it work with a certain part of my vision? And, you know, frankly, the the majority of the lenses I got in front of me do work with some part of my vision. Uh, you know, some days, um, I, although, like, I have that, I have that, the, that, um, that fisheye lens, and I, I still don't see with it yet. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's not quite me yet. But I know you're using it for astrophotography, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, using uh, it for astrophotography and then uh, applying a, uh, correction in yeah. um, in Lightroom. Yeah. So you know, it's it. You know, for me, it's again. This has been this squirreled away for um, nine months and not uh, really doing anything. You know, commercially, photo- photographically, and being more um, just having a little bit more freedom to be creative uh, and seeing what each of these 
can can do for me, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, 10, 10, 10 lenses in 10 months is a bit of a sickness. <laughs> Not a sickness, but it's... It's it's a, a <laughs> reflection of something that's going on with you. Why don't we put it that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and the second to last lens I bought, and this, I want to get into, go back to what you're talking about, I bought from you, from your... Uh, the lemonade stand. Your lemonade stand, which is called what? It is a sixty millimeter f. No, no, no. What's the name of your What's the name of your company again? Oh, it's Ornis Photo. O R N I S Photo. Ornis Photo. Yeah, and and you had um. It's funny because you had the seven artisans sixty millimeter macro. Yeah. And I already have a Nikon macro, but this one is already set up for the Fuji camera, and you had a pretty good price on it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I bought it from you. And I got it shipped in good time, and everything was nice, and it was uh, um, actually a very good experience. Thank you Thank for you. all that. Thank you for all that. It is the weirdest lens I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's, the, it's. I'm trying to figure out what era it's. It looks like it's supposed to be from. I can't figure it out. I, I, it's I sort can't. of like uh, uh, some kind of 40s science fiction ray gun. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh I didn't expect it to be like this because when I didn't actually look ahead to see the lens, I didn't. I, I don't think I wa- looked at any reviews. I just realized I wanted a macro lens, uh, native for my Fuji. So I, I bought it sort of sight unseen, and then mm-hmm. and then got it, and I'm like, okay, it's got the <laughs> smallest lens cap I've ever seen in my life, 39 millimeters. It's got this tube on it, which actually, um, you know, you can unscrew. Yeah. Which. Like I like at, I say, like a silencer on a gun. You take it off. You take off this tube off the front of yeah. it. I did watch a review, and the guy didn't even know he could do that because he was like, "How do I clean the lens? I got to reach all the way in there." I'm like, "Dude, you yeah. just you unscrew <laughs> it like this." Uh, I haven't really shot with it yet because we're in winter, and there's just not a lot of like stuff I want to shoot um, in the cold with the macro lens yet. So this right. is this is kind of on the. Uh, on the shelf until the weather. Gets what about a, a flower better. arrangement or something? I can yeah, try to be. Yeah, I just something, out. but stuff outside, you know, or like mm-hmm. the, I want to explore a little bit. So this lens, I, you know, I'm still not sure like our vision with it, my vision with it yet, but I've always loved macro and I haven't shot macro in a long time. And it's one mm-hmm. of the things I tell students to do. It's like you can shoot macro. There's a whole world uh, living on a macro scale, you know, and you could, you know, do a whole series of pictures based on like, you know, one square meter of, of ground someplace with a macro lens. But, um, yeah. So how's it going? Has, I, I want to, you know, now we talked about lenses, what, uh, how is it, how is it progressing? Is it, uh, a little business? Yeah. A little, yeah. Your lemonade stand. Yeah. It's uh, my lemonade stand. It's a bit like, um, said like, I think the lemonade stand, um, um, analogies apropos because I feel like I set it up by the interstate or something. <laughs> There's a lot of traffic going by and it's sort of like, well, we're not slowing down to buy lemonade kind of thing. Um, but no, I'm getting, I'm getting sales here and then it's very niche, right? Um, I'm selling, um, uh, seven artisans lenses for Fuji X mount and, uh, Sony E mount right now. And I'll expand the micro four thirds um, in the new year. 
I just wanted really? to are have you gonna, it. Go, really? Because Micro Four Thirds seems to be just like drying up. A little. Uh, yeah, but I've got uh, people emailing me asking when I'm going to start carrying them. Um, but they'll just be, uh, I'll pick and choose. The whole idea of this uh, of this site really was to try and curate what I'm trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to compete with the big camera stores here in town. Um, this business is not enough to sustain a brick and mortar store, but it might be, a, you know, okay for a little pocket money for a guy who's running it out of his basement, right? So that's part of my, my little business plan. Um, yeah, st- sales have been going up, actually. Um, you know, I did a little push for Christmas, and I got a few sales, your, yours included, and uh, that's a lot of fun. I've got, so I'm, so looking I, at the, I'm looking at the site now. That, yeah. that TT Artisans for the Leica M mount is uh, yeah. it's a beautiful-looking um, lens. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to be said for the way the things look. But I like that um, it looks like you're mostly focused on manual lenses. Yes. Yeah, so manual lenses. Manual lenses uh, and lens adapters for the lens those adapter, two yeah. mounts as well. Your your prices are in line with prices I've seen. You might be a little bit more than 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 Amazon, you know, yeah. for some things, but, like, not enough that I'd be like, I'd rather give you the business than give Amazon the business. Also, too, I mean, I do have offer codes come up every now and then. There's one in force right now, too. So, um, you know, there's that there's that aspect of it, too. There's, a, yeah. you know. And you have, uh, a pretty good, you have a pretty good selection of stuff. Yeah, and I get the good comments from people saying, you know, um, I, 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 you know, do you have enough stock? Can I buy this now? And it's... You can see it here, and it doesn't say sold out, and I have it. So, so that's that's uh, you know, and I I get notifications to my phone anytime there's any movement on it, so I can hmm. react very quickly. So, what made you just focus on on lenses? And that's a bad pun, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> I didn't even realize it's all how bad kinds that was. of all kinds of. Uh, questions um i wanted to focus on lenses and lens adapters because of my experience with um with those those first two seven artisans lenses that i got mm-hmm. um and also i had my dad's old camera and lens and i actually wrote a story in the blog about um uh, a camera that i first started when i was 11 with his old practica mm-hmm. and it had um um a Zeiss as a Zeissiana lens on it, which actually is a really good lens. Um, and, and I got a, I thought, well, I need a lens adapter for this. So it's a threaded, it's the same thread as your, as your, uh, Spotmatic. It's an M42. Mm-hmm. And I got an adapter for it and tried it on my Fuji's and I was quite moved. Um, being able to use that lens after all these years, like after almost 40 years using the same lens and looking through it. And so there's a real, kind of human intergenerational connection uh, there going on with that. And like I say, I had this free time, so why not, you know, the lens adapters are not that expensive to buy wholesale, and so why don't I just have this have this little business here and people need a lens adapter? No, it's not enough to, you know, to, to, 
to you know can't keep the lights on in the house or anything but mm-hmm. i i could be the lens adapter guy for the city or <laughs> i could be the you know seven hour designs guy or the well, ttr design guy for the city and people will get to know me and actually most of the lion's share of my business has been word of mouth it really hasn't been people searching i think i got one sale last week that was a guy found me on uh i've got integration with my website in amazon even though i'm not really an amazon um seller yeah like my my i don't have all my eggs in the amazon basket so he just found that my price happened to be the whatever competitive and he was a canadian customer and he wanted something to ship from canada so he picked that and that was the only time where it was cold it just came out of nowhere everything else has been geez word i need this whatever um and well that's fine that that'll work (laughs) hopefully people are listening to this uh, we'll check your site out. I mean, you're based in Canada, but you yep. uh, ship to the U.S. Yep. I can so ship that's... all over the world, but I can't really compete on sh- on shipping prices around yeah, the world. Yeah. Uh, but uh, certainly to the to Canada and the U.S. I'm... But this is you know you know again for those people like who don't want to have more money go into Jeff Bezos' pockets. Yeah. You know. Give give you a give you a look see here. What what more are you going to expand into? You said the micro four thirds and I'm just going to get a few lenses for my, a micro four thirds. Maybe get yeah. um, the twenty five, which I think would be great for a micro four thirds people who don't have the equivalent of a fifty, right? Um, and the and the other inquiries I had was for the macro, that crazy macro, the crazy <laughs> on macro. a micro four thirds camera, which would be like one hundred and twenty millimeters equivalent. Okay. It'll be a lot of fun. That's yeah. like, you know, that's yeah. like crosshairs. It's like a, yeah. a sniper rifle or something <laughs> looking through that thing. Um, also, too, I've been talking with my suppliers about bringing in some uh, filters, neutral density filters. Of like, oh, yes, uh, yes. Out, here, you, yeah. Yeah. out here, there's a lot of people who are in the mountains who want neutral density and variable gradient. Mm-hmm. Uh, filters and uh, square filtered, like the 100 by 100 millimeter square filter sets. Uh, and I have a supplier for that. Um, and actually, it was just talking before we started there, uh, before you started the show. I was pinging her back and forth because it's the middle of her work day in China. And we were just talking about uh, what what my preferences would be to bring stuff in, that sort of thing. And lens adapter rings, you know, step up and step down rings. Just stuff that's related to what can you stick on the lens. Right, right, right. They keep it lens centric for now. Are you gonna Are you gonna expand past seven artisans and the? Oh uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm trying to bring in a couple of suppliers, but they had been uh, the one that I really have in mind, which I'm not going to say because if it doesn't work out, I don't want to build up any hopes. Yeah. Um, They were just too busy before Christmas, and they had introduced. Like your, uh, like your zero uh, nine five, um, I couldn't bring that in uh, mm-hmm. because they were short. Um, I yeah, mean, I'm too small a supplier right now. It won't. You'll never hurt my feelings if you can get it somewhere else. But if I have it, then <laughs> if I have it and you order from someone else, then I'll be. You know, then well, I won't I, be offended. I, I'm probably not going to be able to give you any more business later because I'm okay. on the, I'm on cold turkey for lenses. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I'm looking at what you got here. Yeah, no, I'm okay in the Fuji department here. I'm I'm covered. Yeah, for for the while. Although that I was looking at the thirty five one two, but 
I really don't need to look at that right now. Well, that, like I said, that's the one that's that I find. That's the the the. Um, oh, that's the cute one you were saying. Music, yeah. yeah, the music center pictures I took with the thirty-five. Yeah. Um, well, it looks like um, I, I really think that uh, you found a, a home here with these lenses, with this, with this uh, lemonade stand of yours. No, I'm, I'm, you know, the business is better and worse than I thought. Like, um, it's amazing. Like somebody's buying for me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who do they know? Oh, I know that guy. He knows me. Okay. You know, it's sort of like that jumping that gap of like people actually are going to buy from me now. This is good. And well, then, uh, and then the, the kind of, there's a kind of a satisfaction of, of, uh, being able to do the fulfillment pack mm-hmm. the thing you know, take it to the post office, scan the, or whatever, uh, create the, uh, the label and put it, there's a whole kind of ritual to it. That's a big novelty to me, as opposed yeah. to when you're sitting in a computer, which is my day, my day job, just doing stuff and you solve a problem and it's satisfying, but there isn't a tangible, I don't feel mm-hmm. any kind of tangible benefit here. It's like I'm wrapping a present and making sure, you know, I put in my little lens cloth and I do all the stuff and, you know, I don't think I sent you a business card. I, I'm sorry. I'll no, do I that. So. No. But, me, I, you, you know, your, I put that all in and then write a little thank you note or something and yeah. then send it off. And I lens I'll, cleaning cloth in I'll, front of me. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, so it has a kind of satisfying aspect to it that way too. Sort of the last, I mean, we're already at an hour here. I want to, geez, wow. That was fast. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Um what what are your what are your plans for expanding your site in any way? Like, are you, I see you're gonna have a blog. Are you gonna do like lens reviews and? Are you gonna, I hadn't like, planned to because I think there's a lot. Uh, there are people that are. It's sort of like in photography. Why would I take pictures of sunsets where there are other guys, or sunrises? Are there are other guys like you who can do a much better job than me. Um, I I I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I just want to see. Just like any other creative endeavor, I want to see where things are going to take me. I think the next effort will be better understanding the marketing aspect and mm-hmm. how often should my social media posts go out and and that sort of thing. More of nuts and bolts of, of marketing stuff above maybe the website. Maybe sponsor some itself. podcasts. <laughs> What's that? Is it maybe sponsor, sponsor some, some po- yeah. podcasts? <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still hand them out right Jeez, now. I wonder as soon who. as I, I can, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can do some deal on a, a lens rental or something for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh. yeah, well, we'll talk about that offline. We'll see yeah, how, like, I would. You know, again, I'd, I'd, I'd rather like send people to you to get this kind of cool stuff. And it's nice that you're really focused on just these, these like manual focus kind of, you know these third party kind of, I would say even quirky in yeah. some way, yeah. uh, lenses, which I think is what people, what people should start to like play around with. Cause like my, like my experience and your experience is that they, they bring a lot of joy and fun and like some new way to see. And it's nice that they're all sort of concentrated on your site, you know? So, um, and they are reasonably priced. Like it's not like, they are. Oh, I really want to buy, uh, you know, I can buy the 14 millimeter Fuji, which I can't really afford, or I could try this 12 millimeter thing well, and just get yourself comfortable. There's nothing, uh, you know, maybe you don't want that. You, you want to try that focal length, but you don't want to invest a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the prices on, on these lenses are the kind of prices I remember when I was buying lenses way back when, and they were manual focus lenses. You know, it's yeah. like that's, that's the nice thing about these things that you're you're now getting involved with and that are out there is these you know, whatever these companies are doing to be able to manufacture these lenses and sell them for these kind of prices <clears throat> um, it is is a good draw for the experimentation. Like, yeah. you know, spending 85 bucks on a 25-millimeter lens uh, is a very low investment, but the, the return is great, you know. If, if, the, if it produces the kind of pictures you want, if you... If you if it jives with your vision, whatever it's, it is a it is a way small investment. And so I I suggest people, you know, if if you haven't you know looked into getting third party lenses, you know, go to um, Ross's site and we'll we'll tag you at the end of the show so we know sure. what we're doing. But I appreciate like, that. You know, look at these things and um and try them small investment with big payback just don't do what i did <laughs> although if you're going to do what i did do it on on uh, on words you know, on my Ward's site, site. Yeah. yeah you know <laughs> buy the 10 lenses there <laughs> once a and month. if you and i sell lens adapters too so and again for for fuji and 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 sony e-mount yeah so yeah. if you find one of these old crazy Helios lenses, then they'll have adapter for you, and then mm -hmm. the investment is even less. Yeah. All right. I think I think we can get a wrap up. Let's, what, how do we summarize this about like you know um, so, uh, this thing about lenses? Like what I did. How do we summarize? Like this is a, I'm having a lens hang hangover. Hangover. Right? Lens hangover. I think lens that's what you're going to call the show, isn't it? Lens hangover. It is now. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what what would be your final word on 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 this? Well, lenses lenses can about? be an extension of your creativity. They are um, so they're not just equipment. It's not just no, a it's not just piece equipment. Of gear. No, that's yeah. true. It, um, it's, uh, that's all know. I can think of. I mean, they're just uh, these little different ways to view the universe that you're shooting. You know, and and I'm the object lesson of what not to do. Just find one or two lenses. You know, start with that. Just don't. Uh, don't take all of your. I would say uh, get really comfortable. Well, not get really get really familiar with the lens you just bought before you yes. get to the next one. How about we put, I, well, let's yeah. word it that way? I would agree with that, and that you know, it, for you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I, I can get away with this. You can get away with this because we've been doing this for like forty something years. Right? Yeah, and we 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 sort of know the formats. We know the lenses. We know the the um the field of view and we know all this stuff and we just you know we're playing around with the quirks on these third party lenses but we know all this stuff but if you're new to this stuff really just you know what ward said is just um work one lens for a long time like just get really used to it and then when it when you when you hit a wall or you want to try something different that's a good time to to find something else and but go just, to YouTube, like if there's a lens that you're sort of jonesing for look at uh, look at their there are tons of review sites even on the even on these third party lenses, there are guys that review them and they can give you an idea for you give you a feeling of if this yeah. is something you really want. I, I agree with you and my only caveat with the, that is is sometimes the photography is not that good. Well, uh, there is that. There is that. And and when I and well, how do you know that? Because I know, you know 
Yeah. I know when a picture looks good. When when I see a review and I see with not good pictures, that is is tricky because then it kind of skews me to think about like, well, maybe the lens isn't so good. Yeah. But when you see a, someone who knows how to take that lens and and take a really good shot with it and they present it somehow, um, that's that's kind of what sold me on the twenty five millimeter, uh, the seven artisans. I just saw someone who posted some beautiful photography with it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. An eighty dollar lens, you know, and it was like, well, it's not just the lens, obviously, it's the eye yeah. behind the lens. But you know, sometimes when I see reviews with bad pictures, it's like that's just, you know. But that that goes across the board with all, you know. See bad videos and you know good video cameras, but showing bad videos, I was like, oh great. So yeah, but, yeah. I would say watch more than one because sometimes you yes. get the different. One yeah. guy loves this lens, and the other guy is like, it's not good at all. Like, well, yeah. watch you a few a, more and get a better an impression. I also think that, you know, sometimes you can go to places like Flickr or something like that and do a search for that specific kind of lens. Yeah. So, like, if you see some, you know, if you hear about a lens, luckily Flickr is still around, I think. And and yeah. uh, you can always do a search by that lens. Uh, and, and often people tag their, their lenses with the, uh, you know, with the hashtag. So you can see what people are doing specifically with that lens. Yeah. So That's what your guy, Simon, um uh Simon Zutak there. He he's got a flicker um, oh, and he tags, flicker and group tags he tags everything. Like, yeah. Great way yeah. to find great way to see pictures, you know, with and see how the lens how it how it views. So anyway, Ward, thanks for geez, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. No problem. I'm glad to yeah. do it. Yeah. So uh let's sum up where we can find you. First of all, let's talk about your store. What's the store's name again? The store is called Ornis Photo. It's O R N I S dot photo. So photo is the top level domain. Okay. So Ornis dot photo will take you there. Um that's my that's my little store there. Uh if you have any questions about anything, just do hit the contact us link in the sidebar and I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Cool. Um so that's how you can get a hold of me there. Um, I'm also Ward Rosin Fine Art on Instagram. That's where I put my stream of consciousness work. Um, <laughs> Mark Ryerson and I are still selling our rodeo book. From it's kind of this this um, this June. It'll be five years since we shot at that really? rodeo. Wow. I can't believe it's been that long. But wow. that's at rosin.ca, R-O-S-I-N.ca, and uh, still selling the book on that uh, front page there. All right. I'll put all I, these links in the notes, it, too. Yeah. And I'm Ward Rosin on Flickr. There's a lot of duplication there, I think. Instagram is where you're going to see most of my work. Cool. So that's all That's all I can think of for now. Well, good luck with Orna's photo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Thank you. I'm going to... Uh, push people in that direction when they ask me about you know how i came names. up with the name ornus it's it seems like a uh mess around with your name that's right it's an anagram of my name and anagram of your name means it's an arcane word for bird oh so my my logo like ornithology oh. right so my logo is a cross between a bird and a camera look oh, at that okay okay look at that would you <laughs> how cute is that and uh, the domain was free, and I'm like, I'm going. I'm taking this. I'm it was just, free? The domain was, no, the domain was not taken by somebody else. Oh, free. Oh, no, it was not free. No, no, no. But I, I didn't you. have I to you. pay through the nose to get the uh, nice, URL. Nice, 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 nice. All right. 
so uh so yeah so it has a whole what's you know i'm a computer geek so i gotta you know the geekiness has got to stay in there it's it's nice when those things jive together yeah that yeah oh cool didn't have to think about much Um, thank you all the best and uh and um, we'll have you back talking about more lenses absolutely maybe in another 10 months (laughs) sure and i'll (laughs) probably be posting i'm gonna try and post some fisheye pictures here i go out this next week and uh Okay. They'll be on my Instagram for sure. Yeah, and and I'll put a, some, we'll put some uh, of the pictures that you were talking about in the in the show notes too, so sure. people can see what you're what you're shooting. With. And if I ever make it to Brooklyn, I'm going to go to your class and I'm going to heckle you. And that's that's <laughs> and that's that. I yeah, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. So the two quotes from the beginning of the show are from Paul Strand and Sally Mand, respectively. Again, I want to thank Ward for spending his evening with me last night uh, talking about his new lens lemonade stand, as I think I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> and uh, I wish him all the best with his uh, Ornis photo. So go check out if you want to buy some uh, manual focus lenses for uh Fuji, uh, Leica, or Sony, uh, go to Ornis Photo, Ornis.photo, O-R-N-I-S.photo. And again, thanks, Ward. I really love talking to you about this kind of stuff. And uh, it was great to have uh, another voice inside my head last night talking about lenses. Anyway, I'm trying to get the show back to a twice a month schedule. So, uh, uh, we'll have uh, another show coming out at the end of January, I believe. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet, but hang in with me. Also, please, uh, if you can, I would love you guys if you could share this show. If you tell people about it, spread the word, uh, word of mouth. I think what Ward was saying is about the best way to get uh, people to uh, subscribe to the show. So if you guys could share it when you hear it, if you like it, uh, I'd really appreciate it. I appreciate the word of mouth. Anyway, that being said, uh, I will, I'm looking forward to, uh, getting on another show in the end of January. So I will see you all in a couple of weeks. Thanks a lot and take care. Bye.